I know one of the things you say, like communication, right? That was like, that's a huge piece of it, having like really open communication and transparency. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, and and I think just even that whole aspect of combining someone who has a clinical or professional background with your personal experience on something that is so still stigmatized, discriminated against, not many people can be open, have a lot of very hidden stories or have to hide huge parts of their life again, speak to that difficulty being authentic or genuine. And that's so much of the work that I do is helping people to figure out really, is this serving them? What would serve them better? What do they need to do to help identify that within themselves and any barriers to overcome? Because on the other side, it is so liberating and there is so much freedom and there are so many other things that maybe go against the mold, but work for you. Welcome to the Life is a Healing Journey podcast by yours truly, Anushka with a C. This podcast explores how you can create a true healthy lifestyle and live your life to the fullest in the face of any circumstance by healing and balancing your mind, body, spirit. If you are someone that's been dealing with disharmony in any area of your life and you are committed to seeking harmony, this podcast is for you. Let's start healing. On today's podcast, we have our guest, Dr. Rachel, who is not your run-of-the-mill psychologist, and who, by the way, has been my BFF since freshman year of high school. My God, can you believe that? 1990, yes. I was thinking about it, and I was like, 1995. That's when we started. Can you believe it? That's it's almost 30 crazy. years. It's insane. Sounds crazy. But look at yeah. us, looking all healthy and young. <laughs> right? She's also a Stanford-trained psychologist turned Defy Relationship Conformity Clinic coach, whose specialty is helping people navigate the world of ethical non-monogamy, aka ENM. I know that ENM is out there always and people are like, what does that actually mean? So I'd love to share that too. And really doing so without all the fear of judgment and jealousy or damaged relationships. Dr. Rachel grew up with the same story we've all had and heard, including myself, right? Find a partner, tie the knot, have some kids, work your booty off for ages, and finally retire at gosh, like what, 60, 70, whatever it is now to really start enjoying life. Instead, she decided to go off script and take some risks that most of us wouldn't even consider. Dr. Rachel's story is all about embracing the unknown and finding beauty in the unexpected. While most people stick to what's comfortable and familiar, she's here to tell us that there is something magical about stepping out of your comfort zone and embracing new adventures in life so please rachel share more like share more about yourself what did i miss well thank you thank you for that introduction it is it's it's um i don't know i think i was one of those people growing up that i was so much by the rule book and so much of you know you find your person you get married you have kids you work hard, you achieve more, and then eventually, like you said, can actually live your life. But 
early on, I basically met my husband when we were 18 years old and realized partly because of my sexuality, being a bisexual woman, that um, maybe there was more and more that I wanted to explore. And so we actually were in the swinging lifestyle for about a decade and then realized I actually wanted to have a more uh, emotional, a deeper connection with someone who I met, Casey, now my lovely fiance. And the three of us are going to have a triad commitment ceremony in almost uh, just just about a month from now, November 11th in Puerto Vallarta. 11-11. Also baby. as part of this journey, 11-11, absolutely. <laughs> no better date. And part of this journey also thinking I was going to have kids and wanted to do so by the time I was 30, quickly realized that that also wasn't necessarily my um, individual desire, individual want. I was kind of, again, following the societal script that had been deeply ingrained. And so Aaron and I went on the Dr. Phil show to uh, share that we were child-free by choice, very different than people who actively want to have kids, but can't. I understand that. But why do I necessarily have to fall into the mold just because that's what you are expected to do? Um, at about age 36, after climbing the corporate ladder and never feeling like it was enough. And once I achieved something, there was another expectation or another milestone. I got kind of sick of it, but simultaneous to that, and something that maybe we'll talk about here a little bit more together. I read this amazing book called happier than a billionaire living the zero hour work week in Costa Rica. And it just opened my mind to the possibility that you don't have to wait until you're 70 to travel or to explore the world or to do other things and find more or less fulfillment and joy out of life. And so Aaron and I headed to Mexico where we lived as expats for about three years. And I've just never looked back to some of these decisions of saying, but why? And is there a different way that's better for me? That's absolutely amazing. And oh my gosh, I've been through all of that with you. I feel like I was there when you met Aaron and I was there when you were in the corporate world. And oh my gosh, I remember you were so stressed out. Like I remember we hardly saw each other. You were always overworked. I can just... Like, I feel like you were like almost like pale. It was crazy how much that had taken the, I feel like sucked the life out of you. And then yeah. seeing you on the Dr. Phil's show, like the, all of that, right? And it's crazy because even, so back then I feel like that wasn't the norm as much. Whereas now yeah. it's crazy to see, I more than half of my girlfriends are like, nope, don't want kids. It's like, it's crazy how things have shifted. Of course, I'm not one of them. <laughs> we all know I'm doing it. And, What's interesting with that, I always tell people, me and Ashkan actually never were like really big on like babies or kids. I always like puppies and kittens more. But through this journey of ours, we've discovered that no, we do want to be parents, right? So some people go one way or the other. And so everybody, it's an individual choice, like you're saying. So, Right. And just listening to what speaks to you. Absolutely. 100%. Not following what yeah. society is telling you, or what parents are telling you to do or anything like that. Absolutely. So when you look right. at it, what is, what is that one incident that really woke you up from the autopilot? Would you say it was the book or can you share more about that? I do. I think it was. And another sort of pivotal or, or key point to that timing was my dad's diagnosis of Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. So he too had been someone and part of the influential process growing up, no blame to him whatsoever, but work hard, be educated, be able to achieve in life so that you can open up opportunities. But it always felt like, when are you going to get to that point? And, and this work sort of career environment was something that 
you had to finish. I don't know. It had to feel like the sense of completion. Not that, not that he didn't get opportunities. Like I don't want to put that kind of um, energy out there, but, but it was something like, finally, we'll be able to just be carefree. Finally, we'll be able to go do these things. And then you get a diagnosis of something like Parkinson's, which completely drastically changed those future opportunities. And it was sort of a situation of it was too late, too late to do everything. You know, you make the most out of it when you can, of course. But for me at 36, someone's still very healthy, very much having a lot of life to live, very much loving to travel, explore the world, have other cultures. That coupled with reading this book and a couple about the same age that up and quit their life and moved to Costa Rica for a simpler way of living and to explore these opportunities, I said, why not? Let's do this now. It's you never know what the future is going to hold and nothing is promised. So I would say that was probably one of the most um, pivotal moments in my life. And that's when we did make the decision and quit everything, everything that I had quote unquote worked so hard to achieve and said, you know what, let's just start over, start and do something new. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember because at 36 is actually because you, yeah, you guys, was it in 2017 then? Uh-huh. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then like yeah. a few months later, I mean, it, it so happened that, I mean, like, as I've always shared in this is like 2017 was my rebirth day year too, right? Rebirth year, I should say. And it was like, I'm beyond grateful, always will be both Ashkan and I for you and Aaron for having been like a bitter, like a teary-eyed every time I think about it, because you guys were true, huge support for us to be able to get through some of the toughest times. So it was like, as if like magic happened. <laughs> right. And they, they, yeah. The universe knew more than we knew at that time. And the totally. reasons for bringing us back together and me being able to then now have this time freedom to come yeah, and be with you. Yeah. And yeah, so it was just grateful beyond words. Like, absolutely. So appreciative of what you guys did for us, really. And really, it's like when you are in that corporate world, not to say like some people love it. Some people are very much like happy where they're at. And that's great. Right. That's great. And when you're in that point of you're like, oh, no, this is like because that's how I got to as well. Right. Being in that corporate world, always feeling like, oh, I have to ask for time off, feeling like, oh, my God, is my manager going to be okay with that? Like, what about my projects? What about this? Whereas now it's like, I get to say how things go. I get to design my life, right? So with that, like, can you share more about like your mindset shift from being in that world versus like how you are now? Oh, to to now really truly having that ability to flex and have the freedom. Oh my goodness. It's just, it's incredible. I would never in a million years want to go back to working for someone. And you're right. It's, it is for some people in certain corporations and certain cultures are absolutely wonderful. Um, But to be able to design a life by my choice, basically, and to know that I'm still working, but I'm doing something that I feel like I've got this just sense of control and it's not all about the next thing. It's very much living in the present moment, very much being able to do something that I know from an intuition standpoint serves me right here, right now. It doesn't feel like you're pushing against um, a wall or, or trying to flow upstream on a river. Like I just, I make decisions and if they work for me and they're going to bring me or someone else joy or fulfillment or provide some sort of value, then I can do it. And if I need to take a break or slow down or pause, then I can do that too. That's just. Absolutely. And I'm sure you love and enjoy what you do. If it fills you so much 
and being that it's it's a really very it's like a niche right because it's specific to people that really are in a place in life where they're just stuck and not very many people out there are psychologists who are also in the enm world right so it's like such a perfect place to be able to make that difference for them to be able to live the life that you three do because i know one of the things you say like communication right that was like that's a huge piece of it having like really open communication and transparency can you share a little bit more about that yeah and and i think just even that whole aspect of combining someone who has a clinical or professional background with your personal experience on something that is so still stigmatized discriminated against not many people can be open have a lot of very hidden stories or have to hide huge parts of their life again speak to that difficulty being authentic or genuine. And that's so much of the work that I do is helping people to figure out really, is this serving them? What would serve them better? What do they need to do to help identify that within themselves and any barriers to overcome? Because on the other side, it is so liberating and there is so much freedom and there are so many other things that maybe go against the mold, but work for you. And through that process though, because we don't have this um, pathway or guide or manual book. So much of society is still very much ingrained in a monogamous belief set that people know that this is right for them, but they don't really have the tools on how to succeed or how to do it effectively. And they think they might be communicating, but it's always been one-to-one. And when you have a dynamic of three or four or more people, that's not the same sort of process of communication. So really talking about your feelings, your desires, your boundaries, your expectations. It just, I mean, it's as silly as when we met Casey, she used to keep her deodorant on the countertop and I always put it away and it would frustrate us. But I mean, that could happen in any relationship. I understand that, but you have two of us and one of her, that doesn't make it, she goes our way. We all three as individuals now come together and have three conversations, three ways that all interact and get complicated but you have to do it. Well, and I remember like one of the first things you mentioned, like while you were, because there there were, of course, life is a healing journey, right? So it's like through it, like at the beginning, there was definitely some challenges and struggles you guys work through. And I remember the time where you're like, it's actually poor relationships. And I was like, oh, that's like a really interesting way of looking at it, which it's totally true. So you want to explain that? Sure, sure. Yeah. So when it comes to our dynamic, which is considered a closed triad polyamorous relationship, it's, I guess, say A plus B plus C and all, well, so we got A, A plus B, right? So we'll say Aaron and I have a relationship, B plus C, Aaron and Casey have a relationship, and A plus C, Aaron and, or uh, Casey and Rachel, me and Casey have a relationship, plus the triad relationship. Yeah. Each of those are going to look different. Each of them are going to have to be cultivated and nourished in different ways. And what works for them doesn't work for me and Casey or for me and Aaron. So it's uh, it's wonderful. There's never a dull moment, but it takes a lot of work to figure out your needs and desires and wishes within each of the different offshoots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And I just, I remember that aha moment when what we were talking about it at the beginning and I was just like, oh my gosh, it's like, she's like the missing piece <laughs> to the two of you. Not that I ever believe anybody needs someone else to complete them, right? But it was almost like 
it was like an addition to what you already were that made it that much more because she's very bubbly right and you two are very like dude calm chill very like subtle right and then it's just almost like she ends up bringing out the best version of both of you not just on your own but together and vice versa I'm sure because there's that balance of course too so right and then we can tone her down a little bit at times when some grounding and stability is helpful <laughs> yes, on her, it yes. Is nice balance <laughs> right or the things that Aaron and I made work together he loves sports and I love we always joke I know it's the most benign uh analogy but he loves sports and I love romantic comedies totally and neither of us like the other, <laughs> but we would do it because we <laughs> want to support each other. And that's what you do in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. You come with Casey who likes both, then they get to do sports <laughs> and we get to do rom-com and no one's ever alone. And exactly. everyone wants to be doing what they want to be doing. And yeah. it's things like that, that works so beautifully for us. I love it. Yeah. So now, because it's always about the mind, body, spirit, right? Like right here, mind, body, spirit. Um, with in terms of the body piece and I know in terms of like what you went through and all that like what you've already shared there's not much of the body piece but there is one thing that if you're open to talking about because you did go through quite a bit of an awakening through BII as well and that was part of the body piece right so is that something that you're open to sharing and I am open. I am an open book. No, I've been talking and sharing about anything. Right? <laughs> because again, I think that was so much of my story is you fall into this, what are you supposed to do? Or what should you do? Or what's okay to talk about or not okay to talk about versus more that I can be open and share Then hopefully that inspires other people to realize they can talk about whatever ailments or struggles or things that are holding them back as well. So yes, BII, breast implant illness. I at 2013, I don't know how old I would have been, whatever it was in 2013, 10 years ago. Wow, I just had my 10 year anniversary, actually. That's nuts. Okay, so (laughs) decided to get breast implants, or decided to get breast implants. (laughs) Had had confidence issues, had issues with my physical appearance, thought that this would help to make me feel better about myself. I have no regrets. It did. I actually learned a lot about just my body during that time. And I have more gratitude now for it having gone through the process. So I basically got very, very sick. I had no idea at the time that putting the implants in my body would cause a pretty much head to toe shutdown of all my systems, digestive system and immune health. And one thing after another, I had at some point counted 35 plus symptoms from hair loss to GI issues to massive pain, extraordinary fatigue, skin issues, you name it. It was horrible. But through about a five-year period of going to see all kinds of different specialists and doctors and figuring out what was causing this symptom or that, no one had an answer. No diagnosis was ever given. Everything was inconclusive. The tests were wacky, whatever it may be. And I had to find out through Facebook this thing called breast implant illness. No one ever asked if I had an implant. No one gave me a suggestion that that might be causing some of my health concerns. And I was like, boom. 100%. That's got to be it. Nothing else related more. And so quickly researched, found a doctor who could do the explant to remove the implants, went to Costa Rica. It was an absolutely phenomenal experience being in just a different country, receiving healthcare in a way that is so different in terms of bedside manner and the aftercare and the holistic approach. Whole other podcast probably, (laughs) but appreciated just the 
um, attention to, to the healing journey and the recovery. And the moment that I woke up with the implants out of my body, I started to get better. And it was the first week, I think 50% of my symptoms gone within three months, I would have said 75% in that year following literally back to normal. So it was, yes, I remember, yeah, I remember was, a lot of that. Oh, and I think to, sorry, finalize the last oh, comment, the, um, the experience in terms of the the confidence and body image to then appreciate and see the scars that I had after the surgery, but that gave me, you know, I'm, I'm good who I am and I need to find the self-love and the self-confidence with exactly where I am right here, right now. And it was worth it no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it takes going through something like that in order to go back to who we are <laughs> without all the extra things that, you know, like, like you said, like, it's like society, like, this is what a perfect body looks like, right? And it's like, says who, right? And so that's that in itself, again, it's like, another, I feel like awakening that you had. Because yeah, I mean, it's not always I say, like, what's the one incident that woke you up, but really, there's so many incidences that can wake you up throughout your life and get you out of the autopilot life anyway because again life is a healing journey right and with that there's also on the spirit side of things because i remember like i feel like you were like me we were very skeptical like i mean we would go to things where like when they would start talking about spirit like spirit stuff or things around that we would look at each other like like roll our eyes right now i feel like things have shifted in that aspect for you as well right so can you share more like where you are at, like energetically, like in terms of spirituality and things like that. Yeah, definitely. And I remember, was it a video or a podcast that you had sent me where ultimately in the day, whether you call it law of attraction or God or this or that, it's the same process, right? And it's this idea that there is something when you set your mind to it, it will, you can achieve it. You see it, you believe it, you achieve it kind of mentality. And I would very much say that it's this law of attraction, the knowing that there's a higher conscience, something that is a knowing that if you really get in tune, if you're practicing mindfulness or meditation or letting go of all the chatter, all of the other external messages and voices of shoulds and have tos and whatnot, and really just listen to whether it's your gut, and I know you've talked about intuition, whether it's in your chest or your mind or um, or your gut, <laughs> that, that you always know what's best for you. And you always know your sort of inner truth and your um, path forward. And I think the more that you practice that and the more that you really know that no matter what, if you follow that, regardless of all the other people or the other naysayers or the people that are going to give you their opinions or beliefs, you will always end up in the right place. Um, and it's those times when you listen too much to all the external noise or try to follow suit with the pressures or expectations of others that you find that resistance and you just say, I wasn't right, or I shouldn't have done that, or I knew that was wrong, or now I'm battling A, B, and C other things that probably wouldn't be there had I made the choice differently from the beginning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, I know, cause I, I remember just the whole intuition thing. We've had like lots of conversations around that. And I know you're getting more, very masterful around it. So it's just like, even myself, right? So sometimes it's like, it's like, I know I have a feeling and all the things yet. Sometimes we tend to just go with like, 
maybe especially if you're in a relationship right so it's like it's not always just you sometimes I may do that where it's like okay well Ashkan is like wanting to go and so I just say let me just go with the flow and then come back around I'm like I told you so <laughs> and I, I I don't actually say it but it's more of like see I should have just been more like adamant about my intuition and sharing it which I've gotten more confidence in doing that with him and he's actually using like intuition and things about the universe is saying this and that more so as well as skeptical as he was like we all know that but he's definitely become a lot more open to it because I'm not willing to just keep quiet anymore either and there's a lot of people in my life that are very much no joke I talk about it and I talk about like my energetic work and things like that and I immediately can feel their judgment I can feel it and I'll make jokes, like I have friends and I'm like, oh, I know you're just judging me right now. You're so skeptical. I'm like, that's okay, be skeptical. Cause I'm just like, I'm not gonna change. Whereas before I used to just stay quiet and now I'm like, no, this exists. And so be it, if you believe or not, that's fine. There's science to it though, quantum physics, you know? Absolutely. But Absolutely. again, it's just to each their own and everybody's got their own path. I was a skeptic, so I understand. And I'm glad that we've, kind of grown on the similar path together so yeah um so would you say that you've had gifts that came out of these different incidences wins and thriving from it all 100 percent, 100 yeah I just I don't think that I've ever felt as grounded in who I am as solid in what it is that I want knowing that it might change in the future and that's okay. But right here, right now, it's exactly where I'm supposed to be. I don't feel like I'm, yeah, pushing against, you know, a wall or, or some sort of resistance that it does feel very much of, um, I guess, I guess it's a sense of control or just this, this um, sense of agency that I have control over my life. It's not about trying to figure out how to control everything, but because I'm listening to myself, I will feel at peace maybe it's a sense of just being at peace and content and I don't have to know exactly what's coming ahead of me because as long as I continue to just do me and speak your truth in the way that it's supposed to speaking right. your, and expressing it because I, I remember that was a big piece that for you was actually a challenge and now I see that that's become like completely open like now you speak right. your truth and you don't right. feel like you have to hold back either right I'm often the one in this relationship that is the one speaking up and being the assertive one. I'm like, wow. who is this? I know, little Rachel. Yeah. I know. Would not have thought that about the high school girl, I remember. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's empowering. Maybe that's another word, empowering. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. So do you believe you have embraced your life as a healing journey? Of course. Yeah, there's, there's probably things. always more, yeah, more to come, <laughs> but I am, I'm certainly on that path of embracing life as a healing journey, no doubt. Yeah, oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. But you were always an inspiration, a hundred percent, following in your footsteps and being just such a good mentor and guide. So gratitude for you for that. Well, back at you. I feel like that's, that's what I feel like. We just have this perfect, and we always did. I feel like we were like from the beginning, we we're so different. <laughs> You know, when we first met, like, you know, you're like, quiet, like you said, like, good girl, follow the rules. I mean, I kind of did, but I was also more like, <laughs> high energy. Out there, doing your thing. Yeah. 
very different from I think most of the people in our classes. And that's probably why we connected. But just to see how far we've come. And like, I feel like we're just in such a great place to, although we don't talk as often, it just always feels like when we get on, it's like it was yesterday. We just last saw each other. And kind right of- back up where we left off. Right. Absolutely. Yes. So please share more about how people can reach you and get in touch with you and learn more about what you offer. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, basically focusing on helping people in relationships that are more or less alternative or non-traditional, but I'm also there as a life coach more than anything through the health and wellness. A lot of these mind, body, spirit elements that we've talked about can help people just find themselves, their authentic sort of genuine journey. And specific to the ENM, the ethical non-monogamy relationship coaching, it's drrachelmayer.com is my website. From there, you can get in contact with me on the contact page, or you can sign up for any of my free resource guides that I have to help connect you with things that might be helpful and beneficial tools. Um, the email is sort of long, but it's rachel at drrachelmayer.com. Um, but we can maybe put it in a link or something. I think the easiest yeah, is just the drrachelmeyer.com website. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. So and of course, much. on all the socials at Dr. Oh, Rachel yeah. Meyer coaching, pretty much across the board, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn. It's all the same at drrachelmeyercoaching.com. Yes. Well, yes. Reach out to her if you're in that I don't know what to do and this is how I'm feeling about having a different kind of relationship right so you got someone right here for you well thank you so much for being a guest on life is a healing journey podcast with me today and was so happy to be able to have you especially I wanted to do this before your union ceremony just to also congratulate you for taking this courageous path and I know how much you guys initially went through, but look at how far you've come since. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Right. It has not been easy, but so worth it. Absolutely. So I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to Life is a Healing Journey podcast. You are here to peel and heal one layer at a time to live your life to the fullest in the face of any circumstance while embracing a life filled with love, joy, and peace. If you are in disharmony in any area of your life and truly desire to be in harmony and committed to elevating your health and well-being, I'm one click away. Find me at healingwithanushka.com. And remember, that's Anushka with a C. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with your loved ones. Get your healing on. Until next time.